Hello and welcome to another episode of FGC Philosophy. I'm your host, The Philosopher, and this is where we help you level up inside and outside the virtual arena by talking about topics and having guests on the show that matter to me. And today's topic is all about what I've learned in esports thus far. And before we get into that, first, I want to wish you guys a late Happy Thanksgiving. I decided to take a week off for family reasons uh, with the baby on the way. Just having some time off, I wanted to really enjoy this time with my family and also just kind of relax and have fun before getting into work. I'm definitely a workaholic, so it's really easy for me to fall into the habit of just doing a bunch of work. And I didn't want to just throw an episode out there, although I do apologize for not putting out an update to you guys and not letting you know ahead of time. Other than that, of course, I always have to mention patreon.com slash philosopher as little as as a dollar a month can go a long way by helping to support me do what I love to do and that is to help you guys level up inside and outside the virtual arena. Outside of that there's not too many new updates so I just want to dig right on into the content. So that said let's get right into it. So again, today's episode is all about what I've learned thus far in esports and specifically college esports for those who might be working at a university or going to a university and are very curious about esports. There's so many different things to understand when it comes to organizing events, when it comes to hosting tournaments, when it comes to uh, having other people involved in that, because there's a lot of things that are not seen, but are very, very important when it comes to running tournaments, organizing tournaments, anything within the world of esports. So I just kind of want to run down the line, very high level, what I've learned thus far. And the first thing is preparation. Preparation is painfully important. And for me, that's not my strong suit, but it's really important to just sit down and think about what you want to do and prepare for how to do those things. Because if you don't, there are a lot of things that can happen as a result, especially legal actions. When you're coming to plan a tournament and you're representing a university or some other big organization, it's really important for you to actually do your homework and look at what are your options. If you're doing a specific game, do you need to acquire a license? Are they open to you hosting your own tournaments? Can you broadcast it? Can you monetize it? These are things you need to think about before you actually start doing your tournaments because if you don't and it's successful and you make a lot of money and you broadcast it, there is a big chance that that publisher may want a cut of that money or may want to take legal actions as a result. So you have to be very careful about how you go about doing these things. Preparation includes doing your homework, getting all the details and making sure any people that are involved in this organization organization are on the same page as you. This means that you're going to have to find a communication system that works for you and your team. For us, we use a lot of uh, Microsoft, you know, that could be Outlook. That's our our teams, our planner. Uh, We use the Microsoft suite just to be able to communicate information. Uh, I use a lot of Google Drive. Before I I worked with this team, I did a lot of uh, stuff on Google, Evernote, and Trello. 
uh, and there's actually a version of Trello, or there's actually something very similar to Trello on Microsoft called Planner. It's not as not as aesthetically pleasing, which bothers me personally. But if you're just trying to get stuff done and list the information, it at least gets the job done uh, at the least. So preparation is super duper important because you have to really think about what you want, make sure everyone else is on the same page with that, and then also make sure that you have a plan of action when it comes to getting these things done and listing any information that is necessary for any parties included. For me, I have a marketing team. I have an IT team. I have people who do lighting and sound and things of that nature. So it's important to make sure that if it involves them, I keep them in the loop or anybody else in the loop if it involves them. Uh, A lot of it is verbal for me. I prefer to talk in person and then also try to get something written afterwards. So a lot of times I'll explain people. A lot of times I'll explain that I'm getting this or, you know, I'm getting project A done and then I'll email them afterwards to kind of reiterate that I've gotten it done just so that I have something written so that if they need to, they can go back to it. Or if I need to, I can say, hey, this is what I got done. Now I'm sending you something written. So I tend to document everything that I do at the end of the week. Um, I have a, a weekly recap that I do with my bosses, but I also write down daily at the end of the day what I've gotten done or what I want to get done just so that I can kind of remember things a little bit easier. It's really important. I believe for me, it's really important to either write down or type down anything that you get done or want to get done throughout your week and then plan the next day. It's, it sounds tedious, but honestly, it gets a lot more done. If you just sit down and do that work on a regular basis, once you get that routine done, it's so much more helpful. And this is not just for esports, but anything in general, but I've noticed for esports, there's so many different moving parts. It's such a weird uh, moving and changing and dynamic industry that it's really important to just write these things down or capture or document any information that you have. So I save links to resources, um, whether it be a certain license to a game like a Rocket League game or something bigger like Overwatch. They're very specific about how they can do, how you can do their tournaments. So it's it's just really important to just save these links, any information that you have. You don't necessarily have to retype them down, but it is important to document them and save those links somewhere that's easily accessible and uh, easily marked. Uh, which the next thing I already touched on a lot is communication. If you're not doing this alone, which I, I recommend having a team if you can, uh, it's important to really focus on how to communicate and to stay on the same page because it's really easy for people to fall into their own groove and get their own jobs done. But when it's time for everyone to come together and to get something done and you're not on the same page, it can take a lot of work and it can actually cause you to lose a lot of time if you don't have a communication method that's keeping everybody in a loop when they're needed to be kept in the loop. So I really recommend, again, just using some sort of system and using some sort of consistent system to keep track of all your information and your communication and to really drill that down and to make sure everyone else is on the same page. Like, hey, we need to make sure we're communicating and we're all on the same page when it's time to get things done. If, if you're not that person, you need to make sure that whoever is that person is staying on that topic and continuing to harp on that until it is understood and until it is practiced on a regular basis because... The moment that communication is lost and people are not on the same page, you're going to run across something that goes wrong. I definitely believe in Murphy's Law, and I think that you know if you're not familiar with it, it's anything that can go wrong will go wrong. I- I've seen it happen at tournaments. I've seen it happen at- to other people, to myself. It's just so much easier if everyone's on the same page and you're able to communicate 
very regularly uh, on top of the preparation that we talked about a second ago. So you really want to make sure that you're communicating and you're all on the same page, whether it be verbal, weekly meetings, daily meetings, recaps, something, just whatever system works for you. If you're not all in the same city, same state, same building, you want to find some way to communicate on a regular basis. Otherwise, uh, <laughs> bad things can happen and will happen. It's not. I'm not a pessimistic person. I'm very optimistic when I I, I can be. But the reality is that life isn't always going to go your way. But if you prepare for it, if you are aware that things aren't going to always go your way, then you're going to be better equipped when those things do inevitably go wrong. And this also, this next topic goes along the lines of preparation. But I feel like it's at least worth mentioning, almost an honorable mention, which is research. It's really important to do your research when it comes to working in the world of esports. Because again, you're not just working with one ip uh if you're working with a certain certain kind of thing like you know the fgc or you know mobas or shooters or something along those lines or even one one specific game you want to make sure that you understand any of the legalities any of the legal issues uh anything that involves somebody else or anybody else's work you want to make sure that you do your research i don't think i need to harp too much on this but it's just really important for you to be aware that research is painfully important when you're doing any sort of thing within the world of esports because it's not just your own ip you're working with someone else's ip which means that other people are involved and have done work that you're monetizing so it's important to be aware of that so this next topic involves more so if you're working with an actual team and you're not one of the players or even if you are one of the players like a captain or a leader type figure uh, it's really important to be aware of other people's mental stability or mental uh state um for instance, if someone's playing a game and they're tilting and they're making these mistakes, it's it's important to be aware of it. You don't necessarily have to do anything in the moment, but you need to be able to identify uh, people's emotional states and how that affects their performance. Uh, and this does apply to people who aren't playing a game because when you're in conversations and you're in these heated debates with people in, in a room talking about preparing for a, a, a tournament or an event, uh, people can say things they don't always mean. People can say things that are taken out of context. And uh, for some of you, you might just be like, well, that's their problem or, you know, they need to learn how to control themselves. But the fact of the matter is a lot of people don't know how to control themselves when it comes to their emotions or their mental state or whatever. And it's not like they have any sort of mental issue. It's just some people don't know how to handle themselves in the moment. They're very impulsive and if you want to be as successful as possible, it's important for you as the individual to be able to control your own reactions. A lot of people have the habit of blaming other people for their emotions. Like if you ever hear someone or you heard yourself say, oh, this person made me mad or they made me do it or they something like if you're blaming someone else's for if you're blaming someone else for your own emotional reaction, then you're not taking accountability. You're not being accountable for your own reaction you're the person who had the emotion you're the person who had the thought and you're the person that had that action that you did whether it be saying something mean or doing something or trying to you know if you play league of legends or any other game you you do something just to spite the other person because you don't want to help them or you don't want them to succeed so you're willing to drag the rest of the team down or, or cause a loss or whatever because it makes you feel good in that moment you have to be responsible for your own emotions and actions at all times other people might not be as good at that so you need to be the one that is always monitoring their own thoughts it is hard work it is tedious but 
you will be rewarded in the end. And I cannot stress on this enough. Whether you're in game or out of game, start focusing on yourself and your own emotional reactions and start to monitor everyone else's reactions. You don't need to judge them. That's not your job. You don't need to tell them what to do. You don't need to point it out. You just need to be aware of it. And as you learn skills and as you start to read and as you start to understand how other people are and how to help them to come out of those emotional or mental states, you can do more with that. But for right now, you need to focus on being aware of your own emotional state, their emotional state, and then just controlling your own. Because you have to start taking accountability for yourself because people are going to get emotional when it comes to the world of esports. That's just how it is. Uh, that's that's any business, to be honest with you. But in the world of esports, from what I've observed, whether it be organizers or people working in the organization or actual players, people will get emotional. And people will say and do things they don't mean to do or say or regret doing afterwards. So something to be aware of, whether you like it or not, that is just a fact of the matter. And I am just sending this information. So uh, please don't shoot the messenger. But I just want you guys to be aware of these sort of things. And I don't want to harp on it too much because I know a lot of you guys are very intelligent and I'm not trying to belittle your intelligence. But it's just something that a lot of people have a hard time dealing with when it comes to emotions and thought processes. We become very judgmental because we have expectations of other people and a lot of times our expectations cause us to get upset to get angry to get disappointed to do and say things that we don't mean in the moment but they happen they're out there they are now out in the open out in the air out in reality and we can't take those things back so rather than saying and doing those things and being very reactive we can be active and get ahead of it we can be aware that people do these things and say these things that they don't necessarily mean or could trigger us but because we're ready for it because we expect it we no longer get triggered we no longer get angry we no longer let that affect our performance or blame other people for our emotional reactions to what other people are doing so yeah definitely learn to be more aware and learn to understand that people can and will trigger you if you let them but you don't have to let them that is a choice and that's that's a whole another topic i can get to get into that's a whole another topic that i can get into which is the world of tilting and emotional management and that's something that i i want to tackle so badly but it's such an in-depth and important topic that i want to do it justice and maybe i just need to throw it out there but for now that's that's what i'm going to say the last topic that I would like to talk about in this episode is networking. There's so much to say about this topic as well. Networking is a continual process. And I can't help but think about games like Harvest Moon to help illustrate my idea. Because in Harvest Moon, if you're unfamiliar, it is basically like a farm simulator where you, you're inheriting a farm and you move into this kind of village this is homely village where people live day to day and they have their own lives most people in the village have one job you know whether it be tending to another farm or working at like a a saloon or a bar or working at a flower shop or a general store or something along those lines you interact with these people on a daily basis and you can choose who you interact with um and you get to know these people and the more you talk to them 
to to any person that you choose to talk to because you can choose to talk to whoever or you can just go to the store and you can buy yourself and like leave or you can choose to get to know the people uh at the individual stores we know when they're doing their daily routines because most people have a routine they work their job schedule or they wander around or whatever it is that they do and you you can learn their schedule for the most part which you know most people aren't as clockwork for the most part but a lot of people are in real life but you learn what people like and what they dislike. And you can actually start giving them gifts on a regular basis. You can remember their birthdays and give them gifts on their birthdays. You can just talk to them on a regular basis and hear their stories. And for the most part, you as a character don't talk. You just listen and you learn about them and you learn their personalities. And over time, people start to like you more because they, they li- you listen to them more. You hear their stories more. You learn what they like and you start to give them what they like. And that actually expedites the process of them liking you. And so you grow these relationships and you get these you know, points with people. And you can actually win the favor of a female or a male depending on which version of Harvest Moon you're playing. And they, 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 like, they like you more. They, they become your friends. They remember your birthday. They visit you when you're sick or, or whatever. And they, they help you out if you, if you help them and you remember their birthdays and you get them what they like. And I think that people work the same way. And whether you think about it via social media or you think about it uh, in real life, and I'll actually break those down a little bit more, uh, both those examples in a second. Uh, but yeah, it, it it helps you in the long run because they help you. You know, you get discounts, they give you advice and all these other things and you you build this network of people in real life. And, and I want to focus on social media first because I think real life is, is a little bit easier and I don't think you need as much advice. I don't want to shortchange your information. But when it comes to social media, a lot of us tend to overthink the process. And some of us tend to underthink the process as well. Some people just share their own videos and their own content and their own events and that's it. And then some people are doing way too much work and spending money on marketing and, and, and advertisements and things of that nature. And that's okay. But if you don't build a connection with these people, then you're not going to have them care about you and your events or whatever it is that you're doing. And with social media, it's not that hard. You just need to interact with people on a regular basis. Check out your feed. Look at stuff. You know, Don't get sucked into the hole, but just set aside some time. Like Set aside 20 minutes where you just scroll down your feed. And what I do is I actually unfollow people that have nothing to do with what I'm interested in. My social media is purely for business for the most part and then also keep in touch with people. But I have I, I can message them one-on-one if I want to talk to people. So I look at my feed of people that I've, I've tailored and I look at you know people in the FGC or esports and I, I respond to them. I share my legitimate thoughts. I, I tell them if I disagree. I just I, I write a message as personalized. Sometimes I'll share my own personal thoughts on my own tweet or my own social media feed on Facebook or something like that. But for the most part, I'll just talk to people and if you do this regularly, you, you interact with them and you actually learn their mindset. But then you also, you learn what other people like. And when you see something online, you share it out and you tag people that you know will probably be interested in those things. And you just do this regularly. And over time, when you share your own posts, and also you have to keep in mind the algorithm. I suggest you guys do your own research because I need to do my own again because I'm a little out of date on this. But there's algorithms on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, where people interact with you more, the more you interact with them. So when you post your own stuff that you're trying to promote, they're going to there's going to be a higher chance that they'll see it because you've been interacting with them. So not only are you rewarded in like the social aspect where people actually care a little bit more about you, but on the 
social algorithm side of things you're rewarded more because you're actually interacting with these people and so they're going to reward you and they're going there's going to be a higher chance that your stuff is going to show up in their feed because it's not guaranteed that because you're friends everything's going to show up on their feed if you don't talk to them if they don't talk to you then they might not see the things that you're posting the events that you're trying to promote unless you're doing paid ads but for the most part, it's it's really simple. Just talk to people, listen to them, you know, like their posts to say something, letting them know that you're listening so that they know who you are and they understand that you're paying attention to them. You just do that regularly with a select few people and get a conversation going and maybe even personal message them on their birthday or whatever. I, I don't like doing the whole on their on their birthday you, you post on their wall. It just is less authentic because everyone's doing it nowadays. So I send them a one-on-one message and I talk to them. I check in on them, see what they're what they're doing, what their plans are. And I go with that because it's just more personal. I want to make a connection with people. And that's what's important. You know, customer service is something I learned that you have to build a connection with people and be authentic. And it's the same thing when it comes to social media. And I I don't want to dwell too much on the in-person aspect because I think if I focus on the social media aspect, then you can kind of fill in the blanks when it comes to doing things in person. It's the same concept. I talked about it with Harvest Moon. Now I talked about social media. You just do the same process just in person. And you actually just pretend like you care, even if you don't. Eventually, you will start to care. And and that's the thing is that you have to actually try to care about other people and not be selfish and you build a connection with people and it's amazing and it's actually pretty cool and you practice that and you build those connections with people and you network and you go to their events, you go, you check out their events, whether they're live streaming or they're doing an actual tournament, go to their events. If you're in the FGC and you're trying to promote your own tournaments, go to other people's tournaments. Don't just expect other people to go to your tournaments and you're not going to theirs and you get to feeling some type of way about them not going to yours even though you've never been to anybody else's. Is that really right? That you are upset that people aren't checking out your events but you haven't been to anybody else's? You need to go check out theirs and support them. Don't be the person that's expecting everyone else to support you but you haven't even tried to support other people. Of course, I could always do better. And I'm not looking down or judging anybody for not going to anybody else's events, but I'm just telling you, you definitely should not feel any type of way about people not supporting you if you haven't been doing any supporting on your own end. So just remember that. I'm not shaming you. I'm not talking bad. I just want you to understand that it is a two-way road and you have to start supporting other people if you want to start being supported don't be the person waiting for other people to support you before you support other people be the initiator always every time those were some of the things that i wanted to share with you guys i know everyone's coming off of their thanksgiving and black friday and cyber monday stuff so i didn't want to make this too long or too crazy or have any guests in the show because there's a lot of stuff going on and i just wanted to talk to you guys and share what I've been learning because there's been a lot of stuff going on in my personal life with the baby on the way very soon, if not after this video is uploaded. You know, my new job, new house, and just learning all these things and trying to get back into competing and practicing and and building my hitbox and all this other stuff. So there's a lot of things going on in my life, but nonetheless, it's important to keep consistent on the things that you wanna get better at. So I have to hold myself accountable 
by making content, by talking, by sharing information with you guys because I want you guys to level up just as much as I want to level up. I want to share everything that I learned as fast as possible. There's a lot of learning going on right now in my personal life and it's been hard for me to just keep all of it in my mind. So I think it's really important for me to have this podcast more than ever so that I can share my information to you guys. That said, there's more on the way. I have more guests on the way. I have more ideas on the way that I'm trying to figure out how to articulate. So I have to just do it as I go. But I want to thank you guys so much for sharing your time with me, for listening to my podcast, for helping me continue to grow inside and outside the virtual arena. I hope you guys have learned as well. Make sure if you're listening to this, wherever you're listening, whether it be on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher or uh, on Podbean, make sure that you leave a comment down below and leave a review. Definitely help me out by doing that. I will start uploading some of these on YouTube as well, the ones that I do just an audio version of, just so that people on YouTube can continue to get content as well, even if it's not in video format. So if you're on YouTube listening to this, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Thank you guys so much for all the support thus far, and I hope I can continue to help you out in the future. And I hope you can continue to help me out because the comments that I read sometimes are very helpful uh, and very inspirational. So that said, I am the philosopher. You're listening to FGC Philosophy. Thank you guys so much. And as always, I will see you all in the next one.